Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Hayden with the Hill Pursuit Podcast, and this is episode 69 of the show, and this is a good one. Um, this is the first of two episodes that we're gonna that we're going to uh, put out um, in order to introduce our two um, nutrition coaches. Uh, this first episode uh, is with um, our nutrition coach, who's been with us for a little bit, but we've actually just neglected to to have this introduction episode. Um, this episode is with Coach Ken Rogers of Progressive Strength Project, and and Ken, if if you listen and follow along, Ken is someone who's been on the show a few times. Um, he recently attempted to set the world record for pull-ups completed in 24 hours, so he was with us. Um, ironically, he was with us the last two episodes of the podcast as well, um, one of them being the episode right before his attempt and then a recap episode after he after he finished his um, 24-hour um, attempt. So if you haven't listened to those, you'll get a little bit more um, perspective on who Ken is and what he does. But today's episode is really just an introduction um, to, to who Ken is because we haven't we haven't done this with him. So it, it, we thought it was important that we that we really show um, our listeners and our followers and, and of course our athletes who Ken is, the services that he provides, where his expertise lies, and all of that. So not only does Ken um, coach um, a few Hill Pursuit athletes, but Ken also has kind of um, uh, joined joined me, I guess, and, and with uh, the Victory Multisport crew. Um, and Ken, Ken serves those athletes as well as somewhat of a nutrition, um, uh, the nutrition perspective and someone that the athletes can reach out to for the services that he does provide for both. Um, you know, I'm not going to tell his story for him, but he does offer quite a, quite a lot in terms of, um, the time commitment that he provides athletes and, um, the services and, and the level of detail, his attention to detail that he provides is is pretty extensive. So um, definitely listen in. Some funny, some funny stuff today, but of course, some good stuff as well. You'll hear any and everything about Ken, who he is, you know, where where he's from, what his interests are, and then of course how his his background has prepared him to become the nutrition expert that we all know him to be today. So if it's something that you want um, that you want some more information about, please do listen to this whole show. Um, you'll get all of his contact info, but but again, real quick, if it, you know if you miss it for some reason, you can find any and everything about Ken at um, Progressive Strength Project on any of the socials. Okay, and if you are someone who follows along, just know that we do have a YouTube channel now at Hill Pursuit where Ken and our other newly uh, newly added nutrition coach, a registered dietitian, will be putting out some short clips, um, just some some short educational clips for for um, athletes in races, in different sports seasons, just quick tips. And that will be something that we're going to be adding to our YouTube channel as well. So keep your eye out for that. Um, if you are listening, know that you can find the podcast anywhere you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Google, anywhere and, every, anywhere, and everywhere in between. Also, the, the website, the Hill Pursuit website is brand new. There's officially no more www. It's just hillpursuit.com. So look it up, find it. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, find us on all the socials at Hill Pursuit, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and, you know, we, we just really appreciate the, the, um, the follow, the listen. Um, if you can like, subscribe to any and everything, that would just be really great for us. Um, check, check the website out and you'll see even more information about Ken 
um, and our other uh, our other services, and of course our other um, newly added nutrition coach as well. So, again, this is an introductory episode for Coach Ken Rogers, uh, a nutrition coach uh, that that has been with Hill Pursuit for quite some time. Now also extending out to Victory Multisport. Uh, we really hope you like like the show. This is episode sixty nine of the show. Enjoy. doing good how are you Hayden? i'm good so this is pretty crazy i was looking back through our uh our recent episodes and <laughs> the last two were both with you so yeah. you are you are on the <laughs> cast three episodes in a row now uh, well i'm honored man look at yeah. that <laughs> it's pretty wild because like that's definitely not our intention one but it's also not our intention to put this much much time between episodes, so yeah, it just kind of it's how it fell. It was the uh, it was the pre twenty four hour attempt, and then it was right after the twenty four hour attempt. Maybe not right after, you know, whatever. And then uh, here we are now on a little bit of a uh, kind of like a a meet the nutrition coaches episode is is kind of what we're doing. So yeah, anyway. Um, Real quick, if if you're if you've been listening and following along, Ken's been with us for a little bit, but um, we actually have not had like a formal nutrition introduction for Ken. So um, that's what we're gonna do today, and um, really just talk a little bit about everything. Um, nothing uh, nothing too surprising, I don't think, but we'll we'll learn a little bit about Ken and and just kind of where his expertise lies, his experience um interests a little bit of sport background too because we like to talk about it and um how he can help and and extend his services to to some help shoot athletes so so let's just kind of get the ball rolling um Ken first just kind of talk a little bit about um what your business is so give all the shout outs right what your business is what you do and um kind of how that's been going for you uh, so my business is called Progressive Strength Project. I am located out of Sunnyvale, California. Uh, I started this business about a year and a half ago and been rolling ever since. Uh, first started with personal training, more like one-on-one, small group, all that good stuff, and then slowly transitioned into online coaching for nutrition. Nice. Um, so how long has the uh, – okay, we have to say this because we said it off camera. For the record, if you can see – this is a LaCroix, all right? <laughs> Ken thought I was plugging a, a, a latte, but it's a LaCroix. Ah, you know, hey, hey man, it's, uh, you know, it's like 9 o'clock where you live, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Anyways, um, so how, how long has the nutrition thing been going on for you? Uh, we've been doing this for about, what, five months now? Yeah. Five, six months now? Yeah. I mean, it's been going great. I mean, uh, to be honest, like, um, I wasn't really sure what the direction that I was going to go. You know, I kind of yeah. just wanted to put myself out there. Like we talked about, do something new that would challenge me a little bit. And, uh, I guess you could just say like, apply all the stuff that I've been doing, I yeah. think since I was like literally like 13 or 14 years yeah. old. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not like, 
and that's that's definitely I want that to come across. It's not something that's like brand new for you. You've been good at this for a very long time, and now all of a sudden you're, um, you know, you're sharing it with the world. So that's that's really what this is, what this is kind of like. Um, anyways, before we continue to dive into that, let's just kind of get to know you a little bit more for anyone who's listening, following along, and you know, sees your stuff on our page or hears me and Mitch talk about you because we do we talk about you often. Um, mm. Not not all nutrition, but you know, a lot of strength and other uh other stuff but tell us a little bit about you generally like where are you from what kind of sport or athletic endeavors are you into and you know use use your 24 hour um those two those two podcast episodes too you know just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're interested in okay uh so grew up in erie pennsylvania uh first and foremost i moved around a lot when i was a little kid uh but mostly grew up in Pennsylvania. We moved there when I was six years old. Started there. Uh, interest, interest, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I was reading through this list too and I was cracking up. I was like, what are my interests and hobbies? And I was just like, <laughs> pretty much what I do every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I, I've always been obsessed with uh, nutrition and all these other things too. And anything pretty much revolving around sports and everything else. Um, I grew up wrestling, grew up grappling, grew up boxing, played football a little bit until I realized that uh, I wasn't going to meet the uh, the height requirement or the weight requirement for that. And then I got hit by uh, one of my buddies who went on to play D1 college football. And I was like, yeah, I should probably stick with, uh, should probably stick with sports and weight classes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but okay. um, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much for me, like, I think the sports that I chose kind of led me down the path of uh, approaching nutrition because, you know, for those that don't know, uh, wrestling is obviously probably one of the most important, most important sports when it comes to dialing in your nutrition, just because you have to lose weight and you have to step on a scale and you have to perform under not so great circumstances. So I had to realize at a very early age, like, how am I going to make a weight class and how am I going to feel good doing it? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit because that's interesting. I I like I have a little experience with that. I did wrestle, but not nearly as long as you did. I you know I know people who are like lifers and have wrestled their entire lives, and I just kind of envy them because the small exposure I had to it was just so freaking incredible. But um, so I don't have you know nearly as many stories to kind of refer to um, in that world. But I know that you I know that you do so. Like what kind of experiences did you have, like having to cut weight and hold on to lean mass as you know as best as you could, and like how dialed in were you? You know, like just give some examples. Uh, gosh, where do I start with this? Okay, so my little brother and I, Kyle, we would be the kids sitting in the lunch hall with all the other kids, and they would be eating, you know, yeah. freaking chicken nuggets yeah. and chocolate milk and whatever the heck it was. And I'm not joking about this. Like I wish my yeah. mom was on here so she could confirm this. My <laughs> little brother and I, maybe when I was like 13 or 14, I was shoving like half a bag of a uh, spinach and like four or five chicken tenderloins in a freaking plastic baggie. And then we would have like some plain Greek yogurt or something. I was just going off of like crap that would read off a line yeah, okay. or whatever else. Okay. And yeah. So <laughs> um, the cutting weight stuff though, um, basically I didn't I don't actually feel like I knew what I was doing until I was probably a senior in high school 
I was the classic, like, you know, wake up, work out, eat like two, 300 calories, work out again. And to be honest, like, I think the only reason I got away with that stuff was because I was young. And to be honest, like you kind of get that mindset kind of instilled at you in like, at like a very early age, just because like, I got used to feeling like crap and performing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, I think that definitely helped me with all the stuff that I did afterwards and all the, um, all the other athletic things I tried doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely one, one thing that I took away from wrestling was just like the, the discipline of, you know, I guess just getting used to being like just wildly uncomfortable almost all the time. And whether it's a caloric deficit on purpose or by accident, you know, you're not, I, you know, you have a, what do you call it? You have a Wikipedia education, right. In terms of like Mm -hmm. how to do this the right way when you're, when you're a young kid. So, you know, you're, you're just like getting used to feeling like crap all the time. So, but, but I mean, the discipline with that sport is, is definitely like unparalleled. So, you know, you, you get a little grain here and there that, you know, of truth or wisdom and it just kind of sticks and holds with you for a long time. And I definitely, I like that part of the sport for sure. Probably Mm -hmm. even more than just the sport itself, although the sport itself is pretty awesome too, but real quick, just a funny story about wrestling and eating. We had a, we didn't have a true heavyweight when I wrestled in high school. (laughs) So we had a kid who had to do like the opposite of every other wrestler. He weighed like 185 and the minimum was like 192 or something like that to wrestle heavyweight. There was a minimum. I don't, I don't even know what it is, but he was like six pounds, seven pounds under it. He'd have to sit on the side and eat during practices, like leading up to matches because he didn't weigh enough. Oh man. It was, it was, I wish I, I wish I had that job because we I can tell you one thing. Him. He's just sitting there shoving cheeseburgers in his mouth, man. But yeah, when Dude. you're young, when you're young, I mean, you made a good point. You can yeah. get away with a lot when you're young. I, I mean, yeah. I think that's true. I mean, your metabolism is just like through the roof. So well, and your your recovery too. Your I recovery, mean, like, yeah, yeah, your recovery. I mean, like that was probably the only thing that was saving me. And I mean, just a little thing on my end too. Uh, that you brought up. Um, this is the first time that I ever made 125 pounds. I went from 149 to 125 in five days, my sophomore year of high school, and basically cut like 14 pounds of water the day before. So I remember sitting in the back of the bus with my friend Dylan Matz. We're both sitting there. We both got cotton mouth. We can't freaking do nothing. We're chewing yeah. on like pieces of gum just to get a little bit of saliva left. And then towards the front of the bus, uh, our heavyweight, uh, Tyler Cabado, was facing like an entire pizza. And I was like, all I can say is if you have never, if you've never experienced being that hungry or that thirsty before, you think about some wild things. Yeah. Like yeah, absolutely. wild stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't have I didn't have any wild cuts myself. I mean, I think I think before my season started, I was like walking around like low one seventies and I wrestled one sixty and I cut to fifty two once. Okay. But um, it wasn't horrible to do it. I mean, it, I, that one time was horrible, I think. But th- getting down to 60 was pretty much cake once the season okay. started. But anyways, tell us. Um, so, you know, you have you have all this experience and, you know, this you're learning along the way and this 
this passion for exercise and nutrition. What did that, what did that mean in terms of your schooling? Did you feel like you had to get a certain degree to be able to do what you're doing or you know, what kind of led you in that direction? And, and just kind of give us a little background on your schooling um, and, and how you're, you're now using that background for your, for your profession. So I think the, um, I think the best choice that I ever made was going to grad school, uh, at least being in the field that I am now. I know a lot of people may not look at a bachelor's degree anymore, or they don't look at it the same anymore. So I think the master's degree that I pursued in sports science was definitely something that yeah. put me way above, you know, more of my competition. And the thing is, though, too, is like, generally speaking, when you have a personal training client or a nutrition client, these people are probably pretty educated themselves. So it's like, if you have letters next to your last name, that automatically puts you in a position where, you know, you're, you're trustworthy, you have to know something. Um, you can just get like an ACE certification that you studied for for three days and paid 150 yep. bucks. Um, so I think anybody that tries to discount education when it comes to this field, obviously there's lots and lots of very intelligent people that don't have any type of uh, certification or education, but absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think if you do have the letters next to your last name, and if you do apply what you know to yourself and to your clients, then I, I don't think that there's anything else like compare to that. But yeah. I guess to really answer your question, the real reason why that I got into this in the first place, like why I pursued like kinesiology as my uh, bachelor's degree was because I had a lot of injuries uh, growing up throughout high school. I did a lot of things wrong. I was always looking for that next thing to help my performance. And ultimately it was like, I get to go to school for this and I might be able to get paid money for this eventually. Like that's crazy. So yeah. it was originally, I guess you could say more of like a individual pursuit, but now since personal training for as long as I have and doing nutrition now, seeing the same results and, you know, showing the people that showing the, showing my clients the things that I wish that I knew back when I was competing, when I was like trying to pursue these things, I'm happy to help them and actually guide them on the things that they should be doing rather than like doing random Google searches and whatever the heck else that people need to do nowadays. Cause there's so much misinformation about nutrition and athletic performance and strength conditioning that it's like everybody's an expert everybody that's 22 years old likes to make it seem like they know what they're talking about without ever actually applying anything yeah. um so yeah i'll end that rant there <laughs> yeah no no yeah there's a lot of a lot of good nuggets in there i mean absolutely um so taking your um your knowledge and and passion with nutrition you know how do you apply that before we talk about what you do with some of your own clients, how do you apply that to yourself? Like what kind of athletic endeavors do you pursue and how do you, you know, how do you get your knowledge of nutrition to kind of work alongside those, those endeavors? First off, primarily I would consider myself more of a uh, strength athlete, even though I do do more like endurance things now. Um, so at least when it comes to like strength stuff, uh, obviously, uh, the first thing that I apply is just, you know, caloric surplus maintenance deficits, all those good things too. That's ultimately the most important thing, obviously micronutrients, all those things are obviously very important for your health and your longevity, but, uh, applying macros is the first thing that I do for myself. And then when it comes to, uh, how I change those things up is basically just my output, my recovery, and then, yeah, just the whole process itself might change based off of what my goal is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good explanation of that. You're pretty dialed in, like, on a daily basis. I don't really change. I mean, to be honest, like, 
I, I say this to my clients and even like my buddies that I work along with, because like, they don't ever see me really eat like crappy food. And the yeah. real reason why I do that is because like, I think if you do this long enough, like, you know, exactly how you're going to feel after eating something terrible. And like, I cannot afford to feel tired. Yeah. Like if I eat something heavy that I know is going to make me feel terrible, then it's not worth it to me. It tastes good for 10 or 15 minutes, but going back to the wrestling thing, you kind of realize that food is great. And if you're hungry enough, eating just protein or eating something healthy is going to suit you just fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good perspective. A lot of people need to hear yeah. that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you, so we know you've uh, from our last two podcast episodes, we know you've done quite a bit um, at least recently with some big fitness goals. Do you have any other big, like personal fitness goals or anything in the near future or maybe even, you know, extended long-term that you're planning or thinking about? Uh, well, immediate, uh, I am trying to, uh, do a zercher clean and I'm trying to zercher clean, uh, 295. <laughs> That's my immediate. I love uh, how you share your goal and just start laughing immediately. <laughs> Because I know it's ridiculous. Like if you uh, if you look at the lift itself, it's so uncomfortable and it's so weird and it's so uh, it's so niche that I know that like if somebody went and YouTube it or Google it, people would just be like, "Why the heck are you doing that?" Um, but I guess the real reason why I'm kind of transitioning more into like odd lifts and more like unconventional things is just because like I feel like I've kind of capped myself out on like all the other major lifts um, to the point where like my risk for injury is way too high. Uh, to try and increase my numbers and it's just not really worth it to me. Um, I think my long-term goal, at least when it comes to fitness is, well, longevity for sure. Now uh, I'm sure I'll come up with something a little bit crazy uh, moving forward, but as of right now, got some little minor strength things, but long-term still haven't figured that part out yet though. <laughs> yeah. So can we get a formal response as to whether or not you're going to repeat the pull up? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> TV, TBD. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll leave it at that. that, that that'll leave them hanging. Leave them hanging. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's kind of transition into the the people that come to you, the people that walk in your door and the people that you help, you know, remotely, I guess, with, with nutrition or, you know, any and everything. Um, what kinds of goals do these people typically have? Are they Are they more athlete performance or do you have more like general population just hoping to learn something about any anything related to nutrition or, or like what's the what's the general person that you that you work with so it's funny that uh so i'll start with this so it's funny that um that people separate general and like more of an athletic standpoint because the funny the funniest thing that i've realized at least when it comes to i'm not saying about this with all athletes but uh, all athletes actually probably have like similar knowledge as like a general population person as in like they might have a little bit more I guess you could say like baseline knowledge when it comes to you know macros and calorie counting and all that stuff but it, when it comes to like actually building a plan mm. I would say that most people tend to get lost when it comes to that um, even I deal with mostly that. even athletes yeah Absolutely. because like I think that I think the biggest problem with athletes is that everybody overthinks everything when you're an, an athlete and when you deal with somebody that's in like a general population, they're just going to do exactly what you want them to do most of the time. Like they'll just listen to what you have to say and they'll move forward. I'm not saying athletes would go back on what you're trying to say, but what I am trying to say yeah. though is that athletes tend to overthink things and then general population people tend to 
think that they're not doing something right when in reality it's like dude we just gotta get like we gotta get from a to b and you're thinking about letter z already yeah i mean i i see that i see that a lot with athletes too though you know like you know setting uh you know someone who i'll just i'll use an example that is not what i'm currently dealing with but let's say someone wants to run like a hundred mile race Mm-hmm. And, but they haven't like like they don't know how like their their 10k time or some you know what i mean like they yeah. haven't run a race but they want yeah. but they're registered 12 months from now for a 100 miler it's like we we can't afford to think about that right now because there's no. too many things we have to do in between now and that time so i mean i i think you make a really great point that athletes in general population have very similar like mindsets and like shortcomings in terms of both nutrition and just programming in general. But yeah, do you have more, um, do you have like a lot of, uh, strength, strength athletes or strength general pop or like, and like runners. And I know you have some tri triathletes now that you're working with, but like, what's the main type of person? Uh, so it's a combination of things. Uh, general population. I, uh, train a cricket guy, actually, um, oh, cool. I train another guy cool. that plays tennis. Um, obviously I work with some triathlon athletes, a lot of general population. I work with one wrestler. So I have a pretty good variety of people, but I didn't get to say this about, uh, about general population and athletes either, but what is probably one of the most important things that people come to you for nutrition, it's losing weight, right? It's the same thing with athletes too, because athletes want to be at an optimal body composition, right? They don't want to be walking around at 25, 30% body fat if their optimal range is maybe 15. And that's the same, th- same thing with the general population person. They want to lose weight. They want to feel better. They want to look better. So ultimately, it's like, that's what I mean. Like, they're a lot more similar than I think a lot of people realize when it comes to, at least in the, the nutrition side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So can you explain the services that you provide in a nutrition, from a nutrition perspective, um, like in a very general way, like, I walk through the door, I say, Hey, you know, I have a race in six months. How can you help me? Like what services do you provide that person? So I offer three general packages, a beginner, intermediate and advanced to summarize all three. And what the differences really between them are is just a total time that I feel like the person is going to need of my assistance. That's the main thing. And the packages vary between each person and, most, if not all people, I would say should start with an advanced package just to get their feet wet. Everybody has a lot, <clears throat> a lot of questions at the beginning. Right. And then once they start to get into like a little groove of things, they realize like what they need to do. Then that's when I would probably, you know, advise those people to maybe go more towards like the beginner side of things just because they don't need as much assistance moving forward once they actually feel comfortable. So in terms of that assistance, is that like, hey, look for these six months, I'll give you three meals, four meals, this many calories of a specific type of food to be eating? Or do you just give like general macro breakdown for daily, weekly within different blocks? Like what do you, what types of uh, like how specific are, is your like prescription in terms of nutrition? I think it really depends on the person. Okay. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people do, and I didn't mean to answer that generally, but some people prefer macros because they want the flexibility. But the problem I think with a lot of people, at least when it comes to starting a nutrition program is that if you follow the, if it fits your macros, 
you either tend to overestimate or underestimate the amount of calories that you're consuming. The other problem is though too, is that when, once you give somebody flexibility, then they tend to kind of deviate from the plans. Right. And flip side, if you write somebody a plan, that's like word for word, what you need to be eating, this is what you should be doing. Because if you make something so simple where the people where a client is eating the same thing day in, day out, day in, day out, it gets repetitive. But the problem is, is that if you give somebody too much variety, then it's like, you got to take into account, like how much time this person is going to have to meal prep. Uh, is this, does this person have time to prep for four hours? Can they afford yeah. a food service? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, it really just depends on the person. Like if I have a person that's like dialed in, they have everything set, they know exactly what they're doing, then sure. I could just give them macros. And I, it, it's basically like how comfortable I feel with the clients actually adhere to the diet because ultimately the best diet for anybody is the one that you can continuously do over and over and over again. And whatever that looks like for you is going to be completely different than pretty much everybody else. Yeah. That's actually, that's like really good advice. Best diet you can do is one you can continuously kind of like maintain long haul. What? Well, yeah, it's just like a training program, right? It's yeah. like, if you can't repeat it and you don't have metrics to measure what you did, then why even do it? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. That's, that's really good. Um, okay. My last like big question here is, um, you know, how long is someone able to work with you? If, if like an athlete, a triathlete approaches you a uh, marathon or a lifter, whatever sports seasons, a year, weeks, months, is there like a, a specific time frame? Um, or like, would you advise that they work with you more so in the off season or like specific race prep, things like that? So to just go back to my packages too, I offer a one in three month package just as okay. of right now, just, but moving forward though, when it comes to like sports seasons, whether or not they should be doing off or in season, I think that really depends on the individual of what they struggle with more as in like, an in-season prep for, let's say, a triathlon athlete is going to probably revolve around maybe, you know, trying to improve body composition, maybe losing a little bit of weight. And then you get into like an off-season where you're trying to maybe do a little bit more strength training. So you're going to be in a caloric surplus. So it's like if a person's more comfortable with getting into a deficit and they know what they're doing, then I would say work with me in the off-season if you're not good with the surplus, which uh, a lot of people, in my opinion, especially triathlon athletes, uh, tend to drastically undereat. And a lot of people don't realize that uh, if your RMR, your resting metabolic rate is not, uh, if your resting metabolic rate is not high, the calories that you burn at rest, then it's going to be way more difficult for most people to lose weight. So if you're only eating 1600 calories and your RMR is 1600 calories, you can't go below 1600 calories or else, or else you're going to be starving. So mm -hmm. it really depends on which person needs what. Um, but to be honest, I would work with somebody as long as they need to and I want somebody to walk away with the service, not just having like template meal plans and food swaps and calories that and calories this, but like, I really want people to change the way that they actually approach food and realize that this is not as difficult as people make it seem. The reason why it's so difficult with nutrition is because people want quick fixes and they want to lose 30 pounds in a month. And I don't know how many times people need to hear my friend lost 30 pounds and then a year, year, year later, they gained it all back. And that's because they don't take the small steps yeah. to, you know, adhere to a diet and follow a plan. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, you know, you're, you're able to work with anybody for, for whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 
dude, that there's another great nugget that you that you left us, but there are no quick fixes, absolutely. No. You know, especially with <clears throat> with diet and nutrition and and you know, programming and stuff. And there's just there's no there's no straight line. It's it's never a straight line. It's rarely a straight line. You're going no. all the yeah. place. So um lastly, do you do you have like specific um like intra race suggestions for athletes like if if you're working with me for six months and then i say hey i have a you know this race is going to take me you know it's going to last me 12 hours um like do you provide that kind of specific nutrition coaching as well if if someone needs help um with what they should be consuming during uh, during a race now of course i'll say from uh, from my coaching pr- perspective, I'm going to want an athlete to be practicing that well before the actual event. Right. But um, yeah. Um, is that something that you kind of work with athletes to kind of tweak um, so that they can dial it in for, you know, um, whatever they, you know, whatever they're, whatever you think they need during that race, is that something that you can help them dial in for, you know, a couple months leading into that? Yeah, I mean, for sure. And you, uh, you nailed the, in my opinion, probably the most important thing, which is you need to be doing this months, months out from anything that you're doing. You need to be consuming the same gels. You need to be consuming the same bars. You need to be holding those things in the same uh, pack or storage system that you yeah. have because you don't want to be sitting there on race days second guessing whether or not you should be consuming this gel or whatever. So like uh, to not fully answer the question, I guess, but to answer the question, I would say for most people, what I would say is just have some type of timer, have a stopwatch for when, you know, you need to be consuming carbohydrates or salt or whatever, because like, I, I know that you have obviously completed uh, a couple Ironmans yourself and just knowing in the back of your head, it's like, you can't be second guessing that stuff when you're already in a state where you're not making the best decisions already. You're just trying to finish the race and do the best that you can. Um, it's a good point. Yes, I do help people with that. And the main thing I would say with anything when it comes to nutrition, intra, pre, post, whatever, you don't make drastic changes a couple days out from the race. You eat the exact same things, slightly bigger quantities. You load correctly. You deload correctly so you don't have GI issues leading into the race. And then the day of the race, you eat the exact same thing that you eat for breakfast on a hard training day. You eat the exact same thing that you eat on long bike runs or long runs or whatever. You just need to be on top of your calories that you consume because you're obviously consume, or you're obviously burning lots of calories while you're in the middle of a race. Um, so yes, I do help people with that, but I just want to give you know a little bit of uh, advice to anybody that's actually going to listen. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, well, that's that's why we have you. So appreciate yeah. that. That was great. Um, and I guess lastly, just before you leave, uh, where can people find you? So of course they can find you on you know Hill Pursuit website, but where can they find you? look up your stuff progressive strength project i have a yelp instagram and google business page cool progressive strength project or what about socials is that what it is on uh, yeah same yeah same thing on instagram yeah cool. sweet i'm gonna push that out for sure um i don't really have anything else for you anything else come up for uh from from your end you want to share uh not much i mean i'm healed from a pull-up so i'm good 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 getting back let's go yeah we're definitely we're excited about getting that question answered so hopefully it does get answered uh even if it's you know nine months from now 
maybe that question will resurface and we'll we'll get a concrete response. Might might get a little bit bored and might want to do something stupid again. So yeah, I'm just for, gonna for leave like, it out there <laughs> for like another ten months of your life. Yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no time commitment. Yeah, yeah, no time commitment. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ken. Well, thanks for coming on, dude. Really appreciate it. And um, we'll push this out really soon. And hopefully um, this hopefully this was uh, educational enough. Well, I'll say it surely was, but hopefully it reaches enough people that they feel comfortable to reach out to you um, because you definitely have a lot of, uh, you know, a great skill set to offer people. So thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Always a pleasure. All right. See ya. See you, dude. That was episode 69 of the Hill Pursuit Podcast. Ken, uh, Coach Ken Rogers, um, that was his third podcast in a row, which is just wild to think about because um, it was never our intention when we started this thing to um, to have guests really even come on to the show, uh, let alone three consecutive episodes. So, um, this was a great one though. And, and this is one that, you know, we're going to be doing with our other, um, our, our newly added, um, dietitian as well. So, you know, if you're following along, you're someone who listens or reads or follows us along, um, just, just know that that one's coming too um, in the next couple of days. Um, and this is kind of going to serve as a little bit of a, you know, meet the, meet the nutrition coaches kind of, um, time period here. So, um, please, you know, listen and reach out to them. Uh, they have a lot of great services that they offer to, again, athletes, general pop, a little bit of everybody. Um, so, and, and Ken specifically does have expertise and experience with, you know, strength athletes, power athletes, endurance athletes. He also has experience himself as all types of, all, all of those types of athletes being that type of athlete. So he's got a lot of great experience. Um, his nutrition expertise is, is incredible. Um, there's a lot of great, um, great stories from a few, a, a few of our Hill Pursuit athletes. And, um, we didn't even speak to the importance of this, but Ken also, um, is, is a nutrition coach for uh, victory multi-sport, which is the triathlon team that I coach for. So, um, Ken is, Ken is moving in, in big ways and has a lot of great expertise to share. So if you're listening and you want help, reach out to him. Um, he, he's incredible. Reach out to him. Okay. Progressive Strength Project. Find him on Instagram. Um, find him on, what else did he say? He's got a Yelp. He's got a business page. He's got um, his, I think he said, he might've said LinkedIn. And I know he's got a, his website. So uh, Progressive Strength Project. Find him. I'll link it in the show notes as well. But, <clears throat> and of course, just if you are following along, um, let, you know, we, we have a YouTube channel. So if you're just listening, just know you can check out our YouTube channel. We're also going to be, um, uploading some little short nutritional clips from both Ken and our newly added dietitian, our other nutrition expert. So those clips will be uploaded to YouTube. So stay tuned for that as well. So follow our YouTube, follow, uh, the podcast itself on um, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google, anywhere you're listening to your podcast, you can find it. Um, the, the website, hillpursuit.com, there's officially no www. It is just hillpursuit.com. So find it. It's a new website. It's great. 
you can see uh, a little bit more about Ken and a little bit more about Ashley, our newly added uh, registered dietitian. So keep all of that in mind. Continue to follow us. Uh, we really appreciate it at Hill Pursuit at all of the socials. Um, and if you want to reach out to, to me directly, hillpursuit at gmail.com. I would love to have a conversation with you, talk a little bit more about any and all of this. Um, so anytime, please reach out to me. Please re reach out to Ken. Find our stuff. Continue to follow. We really, really appreciate it. This was episode 69 of the Hill Pursuit Podcast. We'll see you next time.